This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chindanen. Hello everyone, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila Ganesan and joining me today is artist Blank Malaysia for the first time. So welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Blank is here with me uh, to review an uh, an art exhibition, an online art exhibition actually, and it's Reka 2021, organized by the School of the Arts at University Science Malaysia. So, it's quite a, a quite a huge exhibition. It's part of a larger conference that they're having. It features the works of um, 104 artists from multiple countries, Indonesia, Turkey, Iran, Thailand, Kenya, Germany, China and Malaysia. And obviously, um, the fact that it's organized by a university means that um, all of the artists featured have connections to academia, they're students, they um, are former students. So, um Quite a huge variety of works on show, which I think presents both opportunities for some really exciting things, but also quite a number of challenges. So I wanted to start with the, um, I suppose, the good parts. Um, Blank, what were some of your takeaways or what were the things that struck out to you in a good way? Uh, Right. Um, I guess like being an artist myself, the first thing which uh, comes to my mind is the fact that it's happening. Right. I mean, obviously, for the past uh, one year plus with uh, the pandemic running around, uh, basically, a lot of artists are struggling with uh, the idea of exhibiting. Even me, myself, I had to cancel several exhibitions um, or just postpone it because of uh, issues regarding, uh, you know, MCO and all that. So actually having an exhibition such as this and not just having it locally, opening it to an international audience and international artists as well. Definitely, um, it gives a lot of opportunities for more conversations to have happen, especially conversations which have stopped because of the pandemic, right? Yeah, so, um, right. Another thing which I find was quite good is the fact that uh, basically uh, the exhibition, being a virtual one, is also kind of like uh, keeping to their theme of changing with the times, which, uh, I mean, all over the world, you begin to see like uh, museums, galleries, uh, it becomes spaces where it's mixed media. You have like the physical space as well as the virtual side. Uh, you can click on like sound bites and then mm. it's, it's a merging of worlds. So it's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I've I've had um, a number of experiences with online exhibitions over the course of the last year. Uh, some have been successful, some not so much. But um, mm. the one thing I want to say is that I think it's so encouraging to see that people are continuing to try um, because of the right. lockdown, because of the restrictions. It's been, I mean, I think it's been very demoralizing for artists in the first place. And particularly when you think of this in the context of a university, um, you know, the school mm-hmm. of the arts, you want to show your students that there's something worth creating work for. Um, so in that sense, I think it's really great that they organize the show and um, having a space for so many artists as well, so many varieties of work was really great. Um, and I mean, the theme of the exhibition is embracing change. Um, and I think quite unsurprisingly, there were lots of works that engaged with the idea of the pandemic, um, lots of works that okay. engaged with the idea of the virtual world, which... Um, 
I mean, there's been a lot of that over the course of the last year, but I kind of liked seeing this from the perspective of these artists. Um, these are largely up-and-comers, names that I'm not entirely familiar with. So I think that was kind of nice, seeing works from new people, new approaches, a lot of digital art and video art, which I enjoyed very much. Um, so those were some of the highlights for me. I think I'm about the same as well. Like um, once more, like approaching the exhibition, um, obviously the first thing you do, you approach it visually, right? You just like, look through and then from the visual aspects, you start like digging in into the meat of the exhibition. Especially each artist there, they have a very unique approach and of course, they are all individuals. So they come from different backgrounds, especially now in the international context, right? So they come from different backgrounds and they would also have different teams and from the themes, the materials they choose, uh, and also how they present it will be very different. So like you mentioned, uh, obviously the pandemic is on everyone's mind. And I would say maybe about 60%, around 50%, mm-hmm. at least half of it is on that theme of, uh, of the pandemic on viral forms. So even in abstract works, uh, you can see, uh, like for example, Shahrizal Shahir's work called Abstract Waterscape. Number two. Yep. So I find it quite interesting because it took like viral forms and then kind of like just uh, change it into an abstract artwork from it, right? So you get to see how the theme of, um, for example, virality of, of a virus, how it could be um, explained through different, different ways. Another example, which I quite enjoy is Martinus uh, Di Mariantos, uh artwork called Virtual Ketoprak, I guess. Uh, food stall when COVID-19 news are spreading. So it's basically uh, quite genius in my point of view. Oh, that was one of my favourite works as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Right. So it's, it's, it's basically playing with the idea of the medium as well because he basically uh, took water pa- watercolour painting based on my observation and then he painted uh, basically like a stall, right? Uh, a local stall in um, Indonesia. And then basically reverse it, uh, reverse the colors, uh, and then created a very uncomfortable, tense, and kind of scary atmosphere. Yeah, so it's like it's a, a negative normal, image, right? It's a negative image, right. So it's like a normal everyday situation, like kind of like what we are going through. The world is the same, but it's changed into a sinister kind of in a way, right, with the pandemic running around. So that idea of discomfort, I think, was very clear in um, a number of works. Um, I liked one by uh, Inta Natasha Abdul Azim. It was called Antigen. So the thing that catches you is the painting, which is very colourful and vibrant and the shapes are pretty and uh, it's abstract. It it sort of draws you in. And then you look at the title and you realise it's called Antigen. Um, and so then you create it creates this weird kind of dissonance and a discomfort with, um, I think, processes that both seem organic but also can be quite threatening. And I thought that was quite clever. There was a lot of, um, and, and and this is a trend I'm seeing with a lot of younger artists, a lot of works now seem to draw on comic art, on pop art, on fantasy themes. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw that with a lot of the works as well. One of the ones that stuck out to me was um, this uh, sort of fantasy-inspired a painting of a woman with a mask um, with people trapped in her hair. Uh, it's by Eliza Hashim. And, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's very reminiscent of the kinds of things that you see on Instagram, for instance. Um, but it also has a sort of, um, it, it had that pop art sensibility that I enjoyed, but it also 
makes me uncomfortable to look at it. Uh, so I, I enjoyed a lot of these kinds of works. Uh, but I think uh, this might be because of the way we're consuming the works. But really, I think that I would have preferred to see a lot of these works in person. And somehow oh, that's a barrier that I cannot overcome when it comes to these virtual exhibitions. And in contrast, the ones that really worked for me ended up being the video ones, perhaps because you are used to watching a video on a screen. So in some ways, not a lot is taken away. <laughs> that's, that's the same point I, I actually wrote down in my notes as well, right? The idea that um, I guess like uh, when it comes to virtual exhibitions, people don't really talk as much about the material aspect of artwork because when you create an artwork, I mean, I'm speaking from my own personal uh, experience um, for myself, yeah. So when you create an artwork, basically you kind of understand the material that you work with, right? And then how the material is appreciated or um, creates a relationship with the viewer, it's kind of like decided within the creation process, uh, process as well. So when you try to translate it through another form of barrier, so it gets translated into a digital screen, which although might seem like a 3D space, mm. it's actually 2D, right? So you can't really walk around it because it won't create the shadows. I mean, there's a lot of things which is lost um, when it get uh, translated into a virtual world. So everything's very static, especially, and very, uh, how would say, virtual spaces are very clinical. There's no movement, there's no echo. It's just, it's virtual, you know? And yeah, the interaction, in the interaction mm -hmm. between the works are also lost. The idea of walking into a gallery, um, seeing something out of the corner of your eye, and then where else? Like with your online galleries, it's very, um, it's very. You pick where you want to go. You look at what you want to look at, and it's not a a, a sort of a three sixty experience. Oh yeah. So another thing I realized about that is the fact that you could actually click on the spot you want to move to. I mean, akin to like when you use Google Maps and mm -hmm. stuff. Of course, Google Maps and all that, it's a real world. It's a 3D capture of the world. Same like the gallery. But when you click on it, you kind of lost the process of moving from point A to point B. So that point A to point B movement could create anticipation as well because your field of view would change from point A where it's like uh, panoramic and then it starts focusing on the detail that you like. So even the object itself, would change from assemblage, you know, like assemblage of objects into one personal thing which you're focusing on. So those kind of interactions are lost when you put it in a digital world because you can just fast forward the process. You just click, oh, I'm there. I'm looking at it. Next picture, next, you know? So, yeah. So Blank Malaysia and I are reviewing Reka 2021. It's an online art exhibition organised by the School of the Arts at University Science Malaysia. It features 104 artists from various countries around the world. It's themed Embracing Change. And if you'd like to check that out, it's up until the 4th of September at reka.usm.my. We'll be back after a short break. This is Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chintana. Be free-minded. BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chintana. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and I'm joined today by artist Blank Malaysia and together we are reviewing an art exhibition organised by the School of the Arts at University Science Malaysia. It's um, it's called Reka 2021. It's part of a larger conference that's happening this month and uh, it's themed Embracing Change, features the works of 104 artists from various countries and... I think significantly, it's a virtual art exhibition. It's housed on the Kunst Matrix platform. And we've been talking about uh, how that changes the experience of the art, right? And before the break, Blank, I pointed out that I liked a lot of the video artwork. Um, and I just wanted to sort of get into it because I know that you mentioned you liked a number of them as well. And I wanted to start with the one I think that, that stood out to me the most, which was this really interesting piece called The Invisible Line of Adapts. Yeah, yeah, it's it's by Wahyuni mm-hmm. Mashida Mohamed Isa and essentially it traces the movement of prayer but uses um I suppose figure mapping, line mapping. Um and so the whole process itself becomes art. And there's something very hypnotic and personal and quite beautiful about the whole work. Yeah, yeah, definitely I agree. Um for me I, I would like to see it because of the lines, you know, it's attached to like points of movement. I think there's a point connected to like the arm and uh, the place where things uh, can bend, like your knees and uh, all that. Yeah. So when the line is left traced around the figure, it kind of creates like an invisible sculpture, which we don't really see because we live life through uh, the present. So this is like an after image of all our actions combined and it's quite beautiful to see. Were yeah. there were there other video works that caught your attention? Right. Uh, there's several over uh, in gallery number two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one more which I quite enjoy is I Opened My Eyes by Amir Ahmadi. So uh, it's basically three different portraits. Uh, but the thing which captured me was actually the sound aspect. Mm. For me, the sound aspect was really interesting besides the imagery. Of course, when you approach the artwork, the first thing you notice is the imagery. There's uh, basically three different uh, male figures, right? Um, in striped uh, pajamas or, uh, yeah. And the sound itself, I, I'm not really sure where is it from, but it has a very haunting quality. Like there's a lot of echoes. So it, it kind of drives home the theme of the picture itself. I I love that work. And, you know, interestingly, I didn't even immediately realize it was video because at first it looks like static uh, paintings. Um, And it was the sound that made me think, oh, wait, this isn't just um, this isn't a a triptych of paintings. And then it's and then you start seeing the movements. It was very clever. I like that work a lot. Um, I also wanted to talk about the sculptures because I think those fed the worst in this exhibition and not because the works themselves were not good um, in fact there were some works that I really liked there was um, my favourite sculpture work was probably um, by Shamsu Muhammad it's a it's a mm-hmm porcelain sculpture of school shoes um, and it's called oh, right. The Past um, and you know something very sad and nostalgic and I don't know perhaps even at this particular point in time to think of happier times or simpler times it was a very evocative piece but I think that work is a great example of why the sculpture section was so difficult because it what we see is actually a photograph of the sculpture work Um, and overall all of the sculpture pieces were 
some of them have like this, they sort of pop up on your screen and they, they rotate, but others are just pictures. And I was just like, this is not how I want to experience sculpture works. Yeah, but the rotation itself, it's actually on a 2D plane. So yes. You the front part of the sculpture. So even if you circle around it, the, the image itself will flip. So you don't get to see the back part. So you don't get a full 3D experience of the sculpture. So this is actually a good uh, uh, idea of what limitations which uh, the virtual space have. So it really depends on the software itself. Something which you don't really consider sometimes when you think about the virtual space of limitations. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and this I must admit is my, is my first experience of um, a virtual exhibition that contains sculptures, um, and I realized that that is where the biggest gap was. That it, I love sculpture works in person because I really like the interaction of exactly what you said, walking around them, looking at the material up close, um, and all of that is lost when you look at it um, on a virtual space. I wanted to sort of close off at the end by addressing one specific aspect of this, which is that this is by an educational institution. Um, and so I wanted to talk about this exhibition within the context of both introducing art um, or rather providing a platform for art, but also introducing art to a wider audience, right? Because I think that's a important role that an institution like this serves. And I was just thinking that as an exhibition, this could have done a lot better in terms of making it accessible to people, making people, um, making the exhibition more understandable, more relatable and providing context. Because the one thing that was missing throughout, um, one was a lack of description of vision. There was no real idea given to the audience about how the show was curated and why, uh, not even about the intentions behind the artwork or who the artists are, what their backgrounds are. Um, and I think that was a real, that that for me was the biggest letdown of what was otherwise actually a very interesting exhibition. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, as you said, uh, the education aspect um, was kind of like a missed opportunity because more and more um, public spaces like museums and galleries, the idea of educating is uh, becoming bigger, right? I mean, you have a lot of, um, I mean, ever since a long time ago, you have uh, museums which cater to students going in groups to kind of like see the exhibits and all that. So the virtual space allows that to happen on a worldwide scale, right? So especially for uh, new and up and coming artists, this is an opportunity which I feel um, allows them to not only speak more about themselves, uh, and also present their work to a larger audience and get the public to engage with their work, right? So um, just having um, an image together with a name, title, year, and size doesn't give you more, uh, more information about the people and the work behind it. So it becomes just like an object, an image which we consume, and then we move on to the next image. And then after a while, you get fatigued because... Um, nothing really sticks to you except for the really intriguing ones, you know? Yeah. So I feel it's a shame because there's so many artists there which I realize has a lot of potential, has a lot of like things that they want to say. And you just like, you are asking the questions like, I want to know more, but then it's not speaking back to you, right? Absolutely. I mean, especially with a hundred over artists, there mm. needs to be some amount of direction or some amount of... Um, uh, you need to lead your audience in a particular way, right? To get them to be able to remember and understand the intention behind why they're there. Um, and I think that was what was missing. And, and 
perhaps it wouldn't be as apparent in a live exhibition because you're there with the works and, and they sort of stick with you in a, in a much more visceral way than just looking at it on a screen. But I think when you have the opportunity to put it up online, as you said, uh, then you also have the opportunity to create that those kinds of links and information and accessibility uh, that perhaps they could have emphasized a little bit more uh, with this. In closing, just wanted to wrap up by asking you, um, would you recommend this show to people? Uh, definitely. I, I mean, obviously, it's a good opportunity for anyone who is staffed of uh, creative content during the MCO, uh, uh, like me myself. So I enjoyed going for it. Um, it's very easy to access and it's just a click away. So yeah, you should drop by and give it, uh, give it a try. I agree. And then I think there's so much to look at. And I personally always find it exciting to see works by new artists or up and coming artists. And I think this is a great chance to do that. Uh, thank you, Blank, for uh, reviewing the show with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. We've been reviewing Reka 2021. It's themed Embracing Change. It's an online exhibition organized by the School of the Arts at the University Science Malaysia. If you'd like to check it out, head on over to reka.usm.my. It's on until the 4th of September. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chendana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, visit www.baskl.com.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.